Hey man, it's Aaron from the Underground Railroad, and you guys are tuning in to another wonderful show from the Four-Eyed Radio Network. To listen to more awesome episodes from your favorite people at the Fern Network, you can turn into foureyedradio.com. Is it? Ooh. Hello, and this is Stephen Mooney. I'm here to talk to you about one of our proud sponsors on the 4i Radio Network. They are called America Joy Print Shop. If you're looking to do business cards, flyers, posters, banners, cut vinyl, car wraps, and more, then definitely check out AmericaJoy.com for more information. And tell them the Fern sent you. Welcome to another episode of All White Tukey. This is uh, Steve-O with my co-host. Patrick Callahan. And, uh, yeah, so uh, our first show, um, we did pretty good. A lot of people seem to have enjoyed it. Uh, we are going to be switching a couple things up. Uh, Pat and I just did some discussion of talking and everything like that. So uh, we want to try different things, get a you know better feel for it. So uh, let's see how things go. So uh, without further ado, before we get into the depths of the show, uh, Pat, how's uh, your week been? Pretty good. I got physically injured by a leaf on my way over here just now, though. Never had that happen before. <laughs> uh, it was the wind. <laughs> what? Wind blowing, and all of a sudden a leaf, like, winged me. <laughs> winged you? Yeah. Did it hit you in the face? Or... It hit you right across the face. Did it slap you? Did the leaf slap you? No, it was more like a paper cut type action. The trees are fighting back, man. I guess so. They must be the trees from the Lord of the Rings. Yeah. The ants? Yeah. I wish they would rise up. Oh, man. That's pretty yeah. funny. That'd be good. <laughs> That'd be good. Yeah. Trees rise up, have their day. What if... Uh, should it just be trees, or should it be all plant life and be like that really horrible Midnight Shyamalan movie, The Happening? Oh, yeah. Oh, it was rubbish. Uh. I don't know why people keep giving him movies. I, yeah, I don't know. I would just be like... Well, and I knew it was a bad movie, too, because the time I saw it, it was on daytime television. Oh, they don't man. put good movies on during the day. No, they don't. So. Oh. <laughs> uh, the only thing that's on daytime television that's good movies is Lifetime movies. What? <laughs> no, because Lifetime movies are always the same. It's always a battered woman getting beat up by her husband, but no one will pay attention to her until it's finally too late. Yeah. It's pretty yeah. much the same thing in every Lifetime movie. So you kind of, every time you watch a new Lifetime movie, you're already going to know the plot to it. That's true. That was actually a weird experience I had watching a Lifetime movie. I was over at uh, my ex-fiance's house, and we we're sitting down with her mom and her stepdad, and we were watching a Lifetime movie. And then, like... Me and my ex-fiance were, like, making fun of it. And this woman's, like, being tormented by, like, her husband. And it was just really bad acting. But the mom was, like, her mom was just going along with it. Like, ah, this is an interesting movie. And everything. It was weird. Yeah, those movies basically make fun of themselves. Though. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Well, how was your week? Uh, my week's been okay. Um, I'll probably 
do this huge little bit of a rant right now. So um, lately, I've uh, if people haven't know uh, this about me, I figure I'm just going to get it all out in the open and hopefully boost my morale a little bit. But yeah, recently, uh, my uh, ex-girlfriend broke up with me two days after my birthday, so I've been not doing too well for the past month. I'm on new medications, so we're seeing how that goes. So I'm dealing with depression. figure just put a lot out there for you people. So if you don't know what's going on with me, now you know. So I know a lot of the shows that I have been on, I haven't been really in too high spirits, so I'm trying to get out of that funk, and uh, hopefully we get things back to normal. So I'm not going to name names. I don't have anything against the person or anything like that. She's still a lovely girl. Um, you know, she's obviously just moving on with her life, and she just didn't see me in it. So I just got to get my crap together and uh, kind of move on. So we'll see how that goes, and uh, maybe this podcast will become an intervention podcast for Steve. We'll find out. Maybe. <laughs> Could be. But uh, before we dive into things, I just realized, and you brought it up, we uh, put it in uh, show notes. That's right. We actually designed show notes this time. But um, Patrick mentioned that uh, he's like, you know what? A lot of people might not know what uh, Awatuki is. So um, we've always wondered what it is. I mean, where is it located? Is it like Middle Earth from Lord of the Rings? You know, do we have a Smeagol running around? You know, actually, we kind of do. That homeless kid. Homeless kid. Do you not know that homeless kid? I don't remember the homeless kid. Oh my kid. god, like he dropped out of high school and he just does all these like odd jobs. He's got like really long hair that's always in a ponytail and he looks always tweaked out and everything. I don't know his name. I just huh. know he's like the only homeless person I've ever seen in Awatuki. That's like uh, what was Scott's friend's name? Ben? No no. That kid that went and lived with gypsies in the woods at Flagstaff or something for a while. No, it's not him. What was that kid's name? Oh well. Must not have been important. I'm gonna say John. Yeah. Stamos. <laughs> yes. Was it John Stamos? That's it. It was John Stamos <laughs> from Full House. His life took a turn. Yeah. And yeah, gypsies ensued. <laughs> I think we should just make up backstories for uh, celebrities we t- we lost contact with. So yes, John Stamos. If you're looking for him, he's up in uh, Flagstaff with a bunch of gypsies now. In the, in the woods. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, well, how would you explain Awatuki to somebody? Because I, I know every time you mention the name, people are like, where is that located? And you're just like, Phoenix. And then people are like, where in Phoenix? Yeah, it's technically a part of Phoenix. But the joke was uh, all white Tuki, hence the name, is because it seems that it's like a bunch of rich kids who golf. Yeah. And basically w- w- golf. Which is kind of funny because like in the area we grew up in, I would consider that middle class all Awatuki and like oh, the yeah. foothills was like foothills was rich kids, snooty pants, the snooty pants. So it was just kind of. I'm just trying to think what would be what would have been the ghetto of Awatuki. Um, I want to say hmm. the the streets between Warner and Elliot. Like for some yeah, reason, yeah. Elliot just seems like in that area. It's just like we're poor down in Elliot, but if we go into but if we move up to Ray Road, we're all set. Yeah, I would say that's probably. An accurate assessment, yeah. Now, uh, I know, yeah, yeah, it's very weird because it's like we're only in, like, a really small, like, area, um, Awatuki. And then as soon as literally you go over the bridge, you're in Chandler. Yep, over the I-10, yeah. Yeah, if you cross the bridge in the I-10 on Chandler Boulevard, you're in Chandler. And also with Ray Road, you're in Chandler. Yeah. But if you do it on Warner and Elliott, you're in Tempe. Yeah. So it's a very... Yeah. Well, and then Awatuki stretches on down Pecos Road, and that's where you get to the foothills. And... Yeah. 
Ah, uh, Pecos Road. Yeah. Do you remember when it was under construction? Yeah, probably still is. No, no, no. They, they, no, because I remember like we used to always go down uh, mm, Pecos mm-hmm. Road. There was this, uh, this like hill. I forget what we called it, or was it just called the hill? The hill. The hill. Yeah. Uh, this we was... weren't real creative. No. <laughs> Man, let's go to the hill. Yeah. Uh, we, yeah, we used to go to the hill um, on Friday nights and just <laughs> sit up there. But yeah, it was, it was like in between, um, like it's on the Pecos Road though. But I remember like. I'm trying to remember. There's all this construction for like the longest time there, and then I forget. I think it's like right before we got out of like our senior year high school, we were just driving down Pecos, and we like didn't even realize it until like halfway down the road. I think we we're heading over to like Dean's or Ryan's or somewhere, and then all of a sudden we're like, "Wait, there's no construction." Yeah. What happened? Like we were so confused. Yeah. Yeah, that's where everyone used to go to race their sweet cars oh yes all the different models of mustangs all yeah. the people have gotten at well, uh, on the piece of crap honda vtex that somehow were cool i don't even remember those oh you know like the honda prelude oh okay yeah, oh, it's yeah. got a vtec engine yeah. oh, VTEC. Oh. Oh, better than everybody yeah. um Slow tech. <laughs> Slow tech. Uh, yeah, so Awatuki is just like this really small, like, it's like um, Hobbiton. Yeah, if Hobbiton were populated by idiots that make too much money and golf. Okay, well, how would you how would you put it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you don't think Hobbits play golf? They uh, play they mini golf. <laughs> they probably do. Yeah. No, that's that's probably about right. Probably about right. It's just a yeah, it's a strange place. Yeah, because when you mention, because if you think about it, when every time you mention Awatuki, like no one really knows. They're like, what, what, what is this? What is this foreign land? Yeah, Awatuki. So weird. I actually remember when I first moved here, like that huge Bank One building or Bank of America building that's all the way in Tempe. I think it's on like Baseline. No, it's on like Mesa. It's somewhere in Mesa, but from my house in Lakewood with my parents' house, you could like see it from there, and then it just like oh yeah, yeah. it blew up like before it got all yeah built before up. it got all built up yeah I remember we used to when my house was under construction I, it was one of the first ones built in the neighborhood yes we used to go steal spray paint from the well <laughs> I think uh, okay our journeys yes right we had journeys um we had quests i would say quests we certainly did uh yeah because pat uh when he was it was literally like his house was the only one there maybe a couple maybe a i I would say two or three maybe maybe the max was five at that time um but yeah they were still building up his neighborhood and we would go out and during the construction stuff so we'd go into the construction because literally right when we got off of school like they stopped with construction well yeah so we would Either just go day. there. Yeah. So we would always find uh, like spray cans, but like half the time, none of them would work. We finally found one that worked, I think, and we yeah. got excited. But I don't know what we did with it. I think we hit it with rebar or something. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, good times. I, I think so. <laughs> yeah, rebar sounds. Yeah, we used to find those all the time. Yeah. Rebar, and then we used to jump off like huge hills of dirt. Yeah. Uh, to our deaths. See, this is what I don't get. Kids these days don't even do all this exciting stuff anymore. You oh, know? It's all safety. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everyone's worried about safety. I mean, I remember when uh, you had one of those radio flyer uh, wagons, and you pushed down, and I turned too hard, and I just like flipped over on the thing, and just yeah. like totally got banged up. But then it was just all like, all right, you know, you just got up and you moved on. You yeah. know, it wasn't yeah. like 
Like, oh my god, I'm dying. Uh. Yeah, there's a whole lot more safety now. Well, now it seems like ice cream men are like creepy. Too. Oh, they've always been creepy. Well, I remember as a kid, you know, at least in Illinois, you could run out and get the ice cream and everything. You know, your parents would hand you a dollar and you could go. No. And now it's like, no, don't go near that man. <laughs> well, it's weird because, uh, well, you know why? Did you hear about this story? I don't it was know. a while back ago. There was a guy who actually bought an ice cream truck out here and just drove around playing the music, but he didn't have any ice cream. Oh. So I think after hearing that story, a lot more parents got wise. And it was like, because now, th- that's what I hate. It's like, no, you had one guy screw that up. Because I do remember the ice cream man. In fact, oh, yeah. I remember the ice cream man showing up, and you could get those fake cigarettes. And there was like the mint kind, which was just you eat them, or they actually made the one that was like bubble gum, but it had like the powder the in powder, it. The so powder, yeah. sit there and blow it. And it would puff on it. And yeah. it would puff on it and stuff like that. And then, and that's what I love. It's like, Nowadays, you can't even do that. Oh, like, no. like people are like so uptight with cigarettes and stuff like that now. Which I'm like, well, it has a warning label on it, so I don't know what your issue is. Yeah. I mean, like, okay, well, prime example. Uh, Eric, who's also on uh, the Four Eye Radio Network, he was talking about uh, when he decided. Now, when you give up smoking, it's usually for yourself like you don't really do it too much for anybody else it's like you have to make it like your choice you have to make it like don't get me wrong there could be things that motivate you to do it yeah. like you don't want your kids to have secondhand smoke or something like that, but it literally has to be your choice you can't oh, have yeah. somebody Other, nagging you you'll, you'll fail if yeah it's you'll not fail your choice. so eric you know he used to smoke all the time and then what finally turned him around was when he saw his uh daughter walking around smoking a pen and he was like all right obviously she's picking up for me I'm going to quit smoking. Right. So it's all that kind of, you know, stuff, and I understand that. So it's like, I mean, you and I, it's like, I mean, I used to smoke those little bubblegum cigarette things and stuff like that. And, yeah, I went out and, um, uh, like, the first time I smoked a cigarette, I think it was the 18, and it was with uh, our buddy Kent. And I remember he's like, oh, you ever smoked a cigarette before? I'm like, no, I've never smoked a cigarette before. And I uh, sat down literally in all white tukey. It was literally on yeah. 32nd Street and, uh, uh, was it, Liberty. And, uh we he gave me my first cigarette i smoked it and it's like it gives you that crazy like buzz right off the bat because it's like something new entering your thing but like i literally never went like it was only every so often i would go out and buy a pack of cigarettes you know so it's like i made that decision it wasn't like oh my god i'm hooked like right off the first one like give me another one you know it wasn't anything like that it was more of a oh i'm going out drinking tonight if i know if i drink tonight i'm gonna try to bum smokes off of people i don't like doing that i'm gonna pick up a pack Oh, yeah, you know, certainly. I think that's how it starts with most people. I, mean, I started smoking when I was in the military, but I think it's almost a requirement that you yeah. smoke in the military. <laughs> well, it's because the people who smoked got more breaks. I'm like, man, all I got to do is start smoking. I can take a break whenever I want. I mean, yeah, again, it gives you something to do because I realized, like, you would pl- then you could plan out your day. Because, mm-hmm. like, you would literally go, oh, I know I need a, my nicotine fix at, like, this time. So, boom, there's my break and everything like that. So, oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. It, it was a perfect – I mean, obviously now it's like I, – I don't even know why I still smoke. Like, I have one of the uh, things that you have, the little, like, e-cigarette things and stuff, and then I smoke that occasionally. But I don't know. It's like – I don't know if it's something, like, I try to do to keep my hands busy because I, I have a tendency to picking at my hands Yeah. if I don't have something to do. So – and I think it's just – it's just more of a social thing, I think, as well. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it always was with me, too, I think. Just like a force of habit kind of thing. Not so much for the nicotine, but yeah. more for, like, you're just a need to do something. I exactly. Guess. Yeah. Because I feel like if I don't, if I didn't smoke on my breaks, 
um, until I can find something else to do, like when I decide to finally quit, I feel like I would just keep going to like our cafeteria and then buying like candy bars. Yeah. And then I'd just get fatter than I already am. Even though my depression, this is the only part about depression I will say, I have lost a lot of weight. Because <laughs> awesome. I don't All eat right. or sleep anymore. So that's always fantastic. Yeah. Depression diet. I love the depression diet. Who doesn't like the depression? Dr. Phil doesn't <laughs> like the depression diet. I don't think he's even a doctor. No, he's not. You, yeah. What I love is how he actually has like a failed marriage, and then he tries to tell everybody else how to like run their marriage. Yeah, I guess he learned the hard way. I don't even call him Doctor Phil. I just call him Captain Obvious because that's all he does. You have a problem. Yeah, you're drinking beer. It's like, yeah, you just saw me take a swig of a beer. Yeah. You got a problem. <laughs> Um, but yeah, yeah, Awatuki, um, a lot of crazy stuff we've done, uh, in the past in our youth. Now, uh, what was the first concert you ever went to? The first one, I think it might've been, uh, Pharmaceutical Bandits. Okay. Yeah. RX Bandits. Yeah. I think that might've been the first one or it could have been MXPX. I don't remember. Okay. I remember the first concert I went to is when I was really little. It was the Beach Boys. <laughs> Yeah. So, but I remember when you and I finally went to a concert. Uh, we went for your your brother took us for your uh, I think your birthday. Mm -hmm. Um, and we were gonna go see Dropkick Murphys. Yeah. Uh, fantastic band. And we were going to the Nile. Yeah. Uh, okay. Now before we get into more of this story, because I know Pat, I, I'm gonna let him take over because it's pretty much his story, <laughs> and I absolutely love this story. But okay, did you hear? You heard about the Nile, right? How it got bought out, it got closed down, bought out, turned into a Mormon church. Yes, I did hear. And that. now it reopened again, though, as a concert venue. Because I'm actually, Les and Jake is coming there uh, December third. Oh, 3rd. yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, knew, I knew it was a Mormon. church. I remember it became a Mormon church. So yeah, this now the Nile. Uh, let's talk about the Nile. The Nile was great. Because literally every Friday we were able to find out about a show, mm -hmm. go there, and like every Friday night I think you and I were literally at the Nile during every since we could drive. Yeah, we, yeah, a lot. And every Friday night was great because we would go to the Nile. It was like five bucks to get in. Mm -hmm. uh, you'd see great bands. Like I think we saw we saw uh, Ataris there. We saw Dropkick Murphys there. We yep. saw oh shit, who else did we see? Yeah, a lot of them. A lot of bands. I remember you seeing uh, the lead singer to uh, Atari's bashing some guy's face in with his guitar. Yeah. Because he said something that was pretty funny. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, and the T-shirts were, like, cheap as heck over there, too. So you could literally, yeah, like, like 10, 10 bucks. bucks for, like, yeah. a T-shirt. Now it's, like, ridiculous when you go to a concert. 45, so, yeah. Yeah, 45 for, uh, oh, because we're now big and famous. It's like, yeah. You're not that big. But, uh, yeah, the Nile was literally a really, like, it was a piece of crap, though. It was a really bad place, yeah, especially was, the uh, basement. Yeah, it was just all concrete. Yeah, but it was still a great place to go. It was something that gave us on Friday night, um, and it was fun to do. It was just like, we saw uh, we saw a lot of shows during our uh, high school years, but I remember the Dropkick Murphy. Now, the story doesn't start us at Dropkick Murphy. It actually stops, starts before Dropkick Murphy. Uh Patrick, uh, I came over early. We were done. We were done with school. I, I stopped by for a bit, and Pat was explaining to me because uh, Dean and him were going hiking a lot, and Pat went yeah. out and bought a couple of things, and he was trying to show me some stuff for hiking. Now, take it away. <laughs> yeah, it, it it actually starts with a pair of hiking boots, and more to the point, it starts with uh, a bottle of waterproofing stuff for waterproofing hiking boots because you know back in the day you couldn't buy them already waterproof. Yeah waterproof your own stuff well naturally i read on the label that it was highly flammable so i had to investigate sure enough it was and so anyway steve comes over getting ready to go to the concert and look at him and say hey man this stuff's really flammable he says yeah did, 
do you want to see? <laughs> well, so of course is yeah, of yeah. Course. Let's see. I want to be. I want to be part of the cool crowd. Yeah. Now a logical person would have gone outside, but you know, I mean, at the time, teenage boy, not that bright. Like, I'll just put it in a box. That's a good idea. Oh, we got this box full of paper. Why don't I dump some in it and see what happens? Actually, no. Did you put it? In, I think you dropped it into the box. Oh, like, maybe. Because you were trying it out on something else, oh. and then it got too close <laughs> to your fingers, and you literally oh, like, that, dropped it, yeah. and then it felt like... Uh, it was literally like out of a sitcom. I guess my, my mind's trying to recreate But I remember that, where it just literally hit the box, yeah, and then which, just so happened you just had a box full of just random paper. Scraps of paper, yeah. Uh, it was uh, leftovers from cleaning my room oh right so you know we didn't throw trash out you just put it in a box <laughs> and then mailed it to yourself and then, in life. and then you leave it <laughs> and then eventually when you have enough boxes you i, I don't know what happens at that point because i'd usually get yelled at before i had enough boxes um, it looks like you have some new homework to do yeah so anyways <laughs> piece of paper burning burns my finger lands into the box which had gotten spilled on Box catches fire. So then at this point, I freak out and uh, throw the box in the bathroom sink and turn the faucet on. They go running downstairs, yelling at my mom, asking where the fire extinguisher is. At which point, like any normal parent, she freaks out. And then we go back upstairs and here's flaming box in the uh, bathroom sink with the, the water faucet on. But, you know, that little trickle of water wasn't doing anything to stem the inferno no no it wasn't it actually melted the, like the it, faucet it handle. melted the handle yes i remember yeah that. and the uh, the bathroom was lit up with a lovely orange glow it was it's all very uh and then all the beautiful. uh fire alarms went off upstairs yeah yeah from the smoke in which case we somehow managed to fling this flaming box into the bathtub and then we're able to douse the flames but there's a permanent black scorch on the, the floor of my bathroom. <laughs> yes, I remember that. that always there from henceforth. But I did have to replace the faucet handle. Yeah, that so. was uh, quite fun. And then uh, I remember your parents uh, opening every door in the house and every window in the house and turning <laughs> on all the fans to uh, to get the uh, smoke out so the fire alarms would finally go off. But uh, I remember everybody was kind of in a state of, what the heck is going on? And yeah, it's just like... But I think you? you were just all like, I remember your mom, because the fire alarm went off, your mom's like, what's going on up there? And all you were like, flaming box! Mm-hmm. <laughs> and just tossed it into the sink. And uh, yeah, it was, uh, <laughs> so that's a, that's the start before we even get to the concert. It's, it's a touching story. It is a touching story. It's a coming of age story. Yeah. It's very... When Pat learned that he has to buy faucets. Yeah. It's very festive. Uh I'm trying to remember how long was your. I'm trying to remember how long it was like that though before you were able to pit, get a new faucet. It was a good while. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, then it was great because we didn't tell anybody the story right off the bat, and then um, <clears throat> when people finally were coming over to your house, like they would go upstairs, I'm like, "What is this?" Yeah. Like, everyone thought it was like a crap stain <laughs> at first. Like Pat, yeah. don't you know how to use toilet paper? And then it's well, like. Well, and what's funny is, also with hiking gear. Dean set his toilet seat on fire. Yes. Remember that? With a flint. Yeah, flint, flint. and uh, magnesium, I think. Yes, he... and uh, I believe, I believe um, he got a toilet seat for Christmas. Yeah, for Christmas, yeah. And uh, his brother Nick got his bedroom door back. <laughs> That's the Christmas for you. Oh, my God. That toilet was, uh... seat and a door. 
Oh man, yeah. Merry Dean. Christmas, kids. Yeah, Dean. Uh, okay, now speaking of Dean, uh, Dean was really huge into hiking and the wilderness and nature and stuff like that, and he's probably still into all that uh, stuff. I just remembered. Uh, okay, do you remember his house where like every a clock in his house like his house had different like time, time zones. zones yeah so literally you would go downstairs you get jet lag because Just walking around dean's house because yeah. you'd go downstairs it'd be like 8 42 go upstairs it's 9 17 in like the uh his little living room area upstairs what is this called actually a loft oh it's a loft. that's right yeah, it's a loft yeah mm-hmm. you're just gonna stare at me condescendingly now <laughs> it's a it's a loft it's a loft okay yeah. um and then, yeah, then his room would be like, you know, 10, 17 or something like yeah, that. Yeah, so like hours different. Like hours different. So you would literally like walk upstairs and be like, oh, I'm jet lagged. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but Dean, Dean's household was pretty uh, – Dean always had a story. Every yeah. time he came to school, he'd just be like, man, okay, I freaking set my toilet seat on fire. Yeah. Um, good times. Good times, great oldies. Yeah. Um, also, a, a, one thing I want to talk about in uh, Awatuki, trying to get a lay of the land. So that was one little story we had. Now, uh, our buddy Chase introduced us to this place. It's no longer around. I don't even know if the franchise exists. But do you remember Brucci's? Oh, yeah. Man, that place is good. That was the – okay, I've never found a sub-restaurant that – has matched Brucci's. It was good. Yeah. Like, and what I liked about Brucci's is you get these hot sandwiches, cold sandwiches. I'd always either get chicken or the steak. Um, and you get these foot longs and then they could, you have your choice of fries. You didn't always have to get, uh, like chips or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Fries were just bomber. So basically Brucci's was located, I think on 50, no, it was on Chandler Boulevard. And I want to say 40, it was by the library. Was yeah, it? I'm trying Maybe. to think. Maybe it's 30, 36th Street. I'm just going to say yeah, 36. I haven't been in there out there in a while. I know, but uh, I've re- I'm trying to remember when it closed down because I have no idea. Because we used to go there all the time, high school. Like It was like literally that was our ritual. We would go to Safeway to pick up our paychecks, get them cashed, and then we would head over to Burchie's for lunch. Safeway. Oh, yeah, we'll get to save. <laughs> All in good times, my friend. All in good times. But, yeah, so if anybody knows what I'm talking about, Brucci's, if you grew up in the Awatuki area, if you know anything about Brucci's, if you know anything about Brucci's, where I can find a Brucci's, if they're still existing, let me know. Tweet me at Stephen Mooney Jr. Hashtag Brucci's location. <laughs> Absolutely. Because uh, we're going to do a live show there. I'm, yeah, I'm in, man. No, we'll just like walk in with all the equipment. They're like, "What are you doing?" We're like, don't worry about it. Yeah, we're gonna get sandwiches. Don't worry. Yeah, don't worry about it, bro. Don't, don't worry about it. Just um, gonna eat the food. Now, remember us in high school? The way we, because uh, you and I were both kind of punk rockers mm-hmm. in high school, and I remember when we didn't have use of a car, we'd always have to walk around Lakewood to get to the Safeway to get our paychecks and everything like that. Yeah, or ride bikes. Or ride yeah. bikes, and I remember every time we would take a walk or ride our bikes, we'd always get these looks, just because how we dressed. Yeah. And it was like, but if you now now I think it's funny now we all make fun of those preppy kids because now we call them bros. They're all like bros now, yeah, or, yeah, like like or bras, or frat, frat boys, frat or something. Boy like, kids, yeah. Which I think is just kind of funny how like that kind of flipped, you know, its thing. But I remember that because you'd just be walking, and then people would just like drive by in their car and just like give you like this bizarre look. Yeah. Or they would throw themselves at windows and drive bys with to bikers. Yeah. Yeah. You don't remember that? 
No. <laughs> man, I've got like no memory. Oh, man. Okay, so we were driving down Lakewood. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm still a dick, but I was a pretty big dick uh, back in the day. Um, <laughs> we're driving down uh, Lakewood. I think it's right before you drop me off. We see this biker, and I literally just go like, I, I put myself like on the side over by you for a bit, and you were just driving. Also, I just like threw myself up against the window <laughs> and totally scared like this biker. And he was just like, okay. ah! I do remember okay, that. Now. Yeah. yeah. Do you remember when I rolled down Chase's window just to call some kid funny looking? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was a dick. Ah, oh, Chase's poor Saturn. Oh, he's Saturn. I'm surprised he bought another... Last time we saw him was your uh, return party, I think. Yeah, I think so. And he showed up and he had another Saturn. Yeah. Yeah. And well, just... I mean, we certainly tested the, the limits of his first one. That's true. We put uh, that thing things, through hell. Yeah, we... we oh, man, we did a lot of stuff to this car. Um... You know, the traditional egging. Um, yeah. Well, and we, like, dented the roof from standing on it, waiting for him to come out of class. Yeah. Or oh, remember we... <laughs> busted the side mirror off. <laughs> you know, you did that because you were trying to be like, I'm going to Jackie Chan this. And he's trying to do, like, the roll over the car. And, uh, and to be honest, if you didn't have your backpack on, would have been successful. But you didn't counterweight that. No. So you flipped over. It was just this... And the next day I see uh, Chase roll up with this, like, haggard mirror taped up with duct tape. Yeah, it was sweet. Oh, man, we put his car through hell. Yeah. <laughs> Remember so. his license plate? I don't. His license plate was, like, FHG and then a number. <laughs> <laughs> then Neil took a permanent marker and scratched the top to make it A. Yes. <laughs> so if you guys don't know what we're talking about, yeah. then you just write the H and then cover up the top, yeah. and then you'll get so FHG. But, yeah, we were – yeah. figured out. I think Chase's car, though, was kind of like a tank, though. It went through a lot. Man. That's what I mean. It's no wonder he got another one. That but, thing went through hell. But I do have to say, Neil was pretty good at breaking cars, don't you think? Yeah. Because didn't he break the uh, the boat or the Intrepid? Uh, he What was that that he, he had? It wasn't an Intrepid. No, no, no. Y- your parents' car. Yeah. When he jumped into the window and totally broke the uh, – Oh, <laughs> the back? No, it wasn't the back. It was like a... It's Okay, you know where the windshield is? Yeah, yeah. And then you have those two panels up there. Yeah. Like, he busted the one yeah, on the yeah. one side. And then I remember your dad just, like, took a drill bit and just, like, drilled it back in to, like, fix yeah. it. Well, and then the hood of that car was permanently scratched from your studded belt sliding across it, too. <laughs> oh, right, yeah. I also did that to uh, to my parents' car as well with the, uh, uh, the Eggmobile. Sweet. The, yeah, so yeah, because yeah. I used to Jackie Chan. Did I tell you about the Jackie Chan with my brother? So I, I tried don't know. to I tried to Jackie Chan it. The car, it just rained, so I tried to Jackie Chan over the car. And of course, the car's wet, so I go ahead and just like, and like slip on my arm, and then just literally just go crashing down on the front of the hood of the car. That was pretty fun. Sounds amazing. Uh, it was epic. See, this is why YouTube needed to be a back around then, because a lot of the antics we did would have been perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Man. I think we caught at some of it on video, just we never posted it to YouTube because there Yeah, because really well, there, yeah, there wasn't a YouTube at that time. And yeah. none of us had a computer and it was very weird to upload everything like I just remember like us just watching rewatching the stuff that we did. Yeah. We, for, like, it, we didn't do anything with it, we just for our own amusement. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. 
But uh, yeah, the fire. I like the firebox story. I think it's a uh, it's a pretty good uh, pretty good story. Uh, I'm trying to think what else that we did back in Awatuki. What else can we talk about the lay of the lands now? Oh, Awatuki is also known for it's uh, made a lot of, especially in the foothills, some of the golf courses. Yeah. Which uh, we ended up going on during nightfall. Uh, th- you know, it's weird. I, I realize like none of us really uh, went to parties that much in high no, school. We no. didn't drink that much in high school. We literally just try to create our own kind of um, stuff to do, I guess. Yeah, we we did weird, weird stuff. Now, uh, speaking yeah. of the foothills, the one place we was a big major hangout for our group was the Safeway parking lot. Yeah, the one on the foothills. Yeah, yeah, the one in the foothills. We For didn't some do reason, that. we would drive out to the foothills, even though we lived like 10 minutes from a safe way. It's not a safe way. Where we drive out to the one in the like, It's because they had the best donuts, maybe? I don't know what it was, but... I don't know. But uh, we always would go out there, and then literally... Then we started bringing like, lawn chairs, and literally yeah. we would just like, tailgate out at, in front of the yeah, Safeway. Safeway. Yeah. And, uh, Play cards and drink Gatorade and eat donuts. Eat donuts, Gatorade. Um, then there's also the famous... Oh yes, the lupus loaf. Lupus but loaf. see, the lupus loaf. I th- maybe that's how we started going to the one in the foothills because it'd be after we'd get off the res because we'd go on the res at like what, like two, three in the morning. Yeah. Hang out there for a few hours and then get to the Safeway just in time for donuts. Yes. But we would usually typically pick up a concoction called lupus loaf. Now, now, lupus loaf, I know what you guys are thinking, they're like, what is this, is some disease-oriented? Now, lupus loaf is basically uh, this already pre-made garlic bread. Yeah. Now, what you're supposed to do with this garlic bread is take it home, put it in the oven, and mm-hmm. toast it, and yeah, get everything, it. you know, bake it and everything good like that. We decided we're not doing that, and we would eat it raw. Yes, with jalapeno beans. Jalapeno beans. To, to dip it in. Um, <laughs> and then remember when we made onion dip? Yeah. Yeah, we used to just uh it's like we were camping out in front of the Safeway. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm amazed they never hassled us about you, that. You know, but. to be honest, yeah, we'd never really get we only the only time we got hassled was the time Neil threw a bottle and it broke. So then I went ahead and threw a bottle and it breaks, and then all of a sudden the cop shows up and starts hassling my ass. Yeah. He's like, Why are you throwing shit? I'm like oh, Really? Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, Neil. <laughs> Uh, and then I had to explain the dare program, like that was like my way out of the, talking to the cop. I was like, I was in the dare program. Does that count for anything? Yeah. He's like, who did you have? I'm like, Officer Stadler. He's like, oh, I'm gonna tell him. He's gonna be very disappointed. Dare didn't help you at all, did it? I'm like, well, I'm not doing drugs. I'm just breaking bottles in parking lots. Yeah. That's not drug related. Oh, the Safeway. Oh, man, Safeway. So many good times. Yeah. Good old donuts at 6 a.m. or whenever the heck it was. Yeah, it was either. Well, it was barely late night. I just remember, like, do you know what was weird is when well, they finally yeah. slept Early their... morning or late at night would be the times it'd be there. But it was really weird because I, I was, I'm always trying to figure out, remember when they finally slapped, like, a curfew? Like, on everybody? Like, yeah. it was like, if you were under 18, I think... You had to be back by 10. I think it was, because I remember at one point the curfew was midnight. So I think it was once you're like 17, it was midnight, and then up till then it's like 10 o'clock or something. Yeah. Yeah. 
Which is weird, though, because, I mean, we used to do a bunch of stuff, and never once did any cops ever ask us for our IDs just to check us on curfew. Yeah. Like, it was it was so weird. Like, I always would hear other kids at work getting busted by cops for curfew, and I'm like, what? Like, I've never – we've never had that happen. No. I guess they do it a lot now, though. Oh, yeah. Well, they have to. Yeah. With all the ice cream trucks. <laughs> ice cream trucks. Now, okay, hear me out on this. You and I, we go 50-50 on an ice cream truck. Okay. And we actually sell ice cream. Okay. And then we find anybody who is not selling ice cream. Oh, we, and we hustle them out of, off our turf. We take them out. Yeah. Heck yeah. See what we do there? See what we do there? Absolutely. Get rid of the pederads. Yep. Break some kneecaps. Patrick and Steve, ice cream vigilantes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you want a drumstick? I'll give you a drumstick. Heck yeah. Hey, this is my block, Bubba. Yeah. <laughs> Take your ass out of town. Yeah, if you know it's good for you. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you talking like that? I talk like I always talk. <laughs> I just heard you like five minutes ago. You weren't talking like that. You boys shut your mouth. <laughs> I'm going to give you a brain freeze. Uh, jeez. I'm trying to remember what else was there. It's a, it's a blur, man. Well, no. I mean, there's plenty of stories I just don't want to dive into too much. I figure we gave people a little bit of lay of the land, some of the hangouts we used to do. Um, uh, we'll get into Desert Vista and probably another episode, the good times we've had there, if any. Mm-hmm. Um, i trying to remember what else. There's that weird lake here out in the foothills. Oh, three man. <laughs> three man. That, next episode. Three yeah. man. We're just we're gonna give you a teaser. We're gonna put a pin in that. Yeah. Give you a little teaser. Three man. Three man. Like I don't even think it's around anymore. Oh, it is. I've yeah, I've been there before. My uh, my family, my wife and I and kids, we do this. We haven't in a while. It's this thing called letterboxing. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's where you carve stamps and you hide them around and like leave clues on like. There's a couple of websites for it. So you'll carve this stamp, and then you'll hide it somewhere, and you'll leave clues on the website. And the whole idea is people go and find You have a logbook and everything. You find the stamp, and you stamp your logbook. It sounds really dorky, but it's actually pretty fun. Well, anyways, I, I hid a stamp out near there. Oh, yeah? So, yeah. And then when they find it? Yeah, lots of people have found it. What do they do with it? They stamp, they stamp their logbook. So, oh, so, so you put just, it in there and yeah, yeah. and they just kind of. Well, it's oh. cool because you get to see all the different designs people have come up with. It. Oh, the one that good. always would piss me off though is when you tell it was like a store bought stamp. Mm. You're know, like, really, really, you can't go to the trouble to carve something. You got to go buy this freaking dancing unicorn. Oh, you found mine. <laughs> okay. I always hope someone to find Prancer. Yeah. The magical unicorn on the stamp that dances the night away. Absolutely. Yes, anyways. Yeah, I think it's still there. Oh, okay. Huh. That's a interesting, interesting. Okay, now I'm, like, intrigued with this. Uh, how did you get into this? Like, how did you find out about this? Yeah, it's and something my wife had done before, and so she started telling me about it. And I was like, oh, that sounds cool. Like, you know, I always like doing anything to do with art is pretty cool, usually. And so, you know, the whole idea of carving a stamp, I can't, I don't remember what my first one was that I did. But I actually got pretty good at it. We haven't done it in a while, though. This one guy, I think his name was Daryl. And he would, like, get on there, and every time, like, I would put up a new one, he'd be, like, the first one there. 
like sometimes within like an hour or so of me putting it up, like oh, wow. Daryl would go. And he lived out in Glendale or something too, so he'd drive way the heck out here and like just to find my weird stamps. And if we hadn't been on there in a while, we'd have like all kinds of like messages from Daryl. Where are you guys? Oh really? Uh, I miss finding your stamps. <laughs> just calm down, Daryl. Calm down, Daryl. The stamp collector. I think his name on the website, they call it your trail name. Oh. I think his name on the website was something like Skull Brother. Soul Brother. It's something like He's that. a soul brother. Yeah, it was something da, like da, that. Da, 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 da. Rhymes with Skull Brother. It, yeah, I something. I don't know. I haven't been on there in a while. I should probably get on there. Maybe I'll do that today. Yeah. See if I have any trail mail. Trail mail. Yeah. You thought going in the woods was bad. Try getting some <laughs> trail mail. <laughs> I feel like the guy from the Big Lebowski should just like narrate your uh Man. I wish. That'd be my dream. Now Patrick Callahan was a man of his word. He bought himself that ice cream truck and he bought some stamps. <laughs> yeah, that'd be awesome. From stamps.com. I don't know. That'd be that'd be be right up there with like running a marathon with Sean Austin. That'd be sweet too. (laughs) Mr. Frodo, Mr. Frodo, stop calling me that. (laughs) That'd be awesome. Well, yeah, because you know he ran the Marine Corps marathon. Mm -hmm. That'd have been sweet to run it with him. I know. I totally would have made me made him call me Mr. Frodo. I would have just jumped on his back and been like, "Smoothle, smoothle, lift." Yeah. Well, and like near the end of the of the marathon, I'd make him carry me and and tell me that while well, he couldn't carry the ring, he could carry me. Ah, uh, very romantic. Yeah, it'd be awesome, Sean Austin. Um, I know we're we're we got a couple more minutes left or whatnot. I I for some strange reason I just want to bring this up. What do you, how do you feel about Canada? Canada? Yeah, Canada. You ever been? I have. Yeah, we used to go all the time. Uh, when we lived in Michigan, we'd go oh, to Canada man. like once a year. It's pretty cool. I remember we used to go there as a candy stuff store up there we'd go to all the time yeah i I, i've always i want to visit canada i literally like to be honest like i only want this podcast network to get famous so we can go on tour just so i can go to canada that'd be awesome yeah canada's cool man the canadians get a bad rap i I love that they're so nice well yeah it's well they have to be it's like canadian law they have to be nice oh hey there eh? look at us eh? we're having a lager and just chilling out here eh? why don't you come up to uh Saskatchewan? Yeah. Yeah, that's what he said, eh? <laughs> Sorry, he must have been speaking French there, eh? Yeah. Well, yeah, that's right. There's the French Canadians, too. Uh, well, yeah, because don't you have to, like, you have to speak, like, both languages up there. Uh, I don't know if you heard this. I, I'm trying to remember the majority of the story, but I just heard barely in 1983, like, there was a town pretty much built in Canada and they moved like about like 1500 people up there. It was like a mining town. It was like, they had like everything. And then like 18 months later. So it wasn't even like, no, was it 18 months or eight months? I think it was eight months later. So it wasn't even a year. The stock dropped on the stuff they were mining. So the literally the owner who built this entire town, just like told everybody bought all their stuff and everyone left. And like the town was like literally a ghost town for like 22 years. I think somebody finally bought it in like 2008. And like now they're trying to make it like a resort or something like that. But it's like, it's ridiculous. I got to remember, I got to find everything about this, but it was, I just heard this today. I was like, this is interesting. I'm like, man, I would have loved to like go to Canadian ghost town. Yeah. All the ghosts would have been like friendly. 
Yeah, we don't know. Boo, Abe, yeah. boo. They'd scare you and then apologize. Oh, I'm sorry I scared you. Oh, sorry about that, eh? Yeah. Didn't see you there, eh? Yeah. Come on, Pat. Give me your best Canadian. Uh, my brother-in-law's Canadian. I can give you him. What? He's pretty good Canadian. Okay, because Eric's a horrible Canadian. He's 1% Canadian, but we still oh, give him... Oh, no, no, no. Bryce is... He's from, from Canada. Oh, I want him on the show now. Canada. I want a new co-host. Yeah? Does he know yeah. things about Godzilla? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm sure he does. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Good old Bryce. So, does that, like, make you, like, part Canadian? Uh, honorary. I, I received honorary Canadian ship. Oh, okay. You, you have to guzzle, like, 12 bottles of maple syrup or something. Oh, yeah. But I do that on a daily basis. Yeah, and you have to wear a denim suit at your uh, at the ceremony where, uh, where you become an honorary Canadian. That's crazy. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so just, uh, but actually, so we do have a couple of stories coming up. Uh, speaking of ghost towns, we'll talk about some of our ghoulish encounters. I actually kind of want to save a couple of stories. I think we'll probably start talking about that during October to get everybody ready for uh, Spooky Awatuki. Oh, see what oh, I did there? I, I see, see what, you what did. I did there? Yeah. Very, very, very clever. Very bad jokes. Very clever. You get a gold star on your paper today. Finally, I've been dying for a gold star. Trevor keeps getting all the gold stars. <laughs> doesn't share with anybody. He just snorts them right up his nose. <laughs> hey, Trevor. Trevor. I don't even know who Trevor is. I don't know. But um, yeah, so uh, I I think uh, I think we're done for this episode. So hopefully we gave you guys a little bit of lay of the land of Awatuki, shared some funny stories. So again, if you like what you hear, or if you remember anything back in the day that you want to share with us, if we remembered something going on in Awatuki, uh, I know there's a bunch of stuff that's in my head that I just got to like write down and be right. like, oh, okay, yeah. I no one wants this. to know what's in your head. Oh my. <laughs> um, but uh, Pat, any uh, any closing words for our listeners? Um, Not really. Just... Uh... Stay groovy. Stay groovy. Yeah. Wear comfortable pants. That's all I got. Stay groovy and wear comfortable pants. Uh, again, you can find us on the Facebook page. Just type in All White Tukey. Uh, that's uh, white and then put a dash and then Tukey at the end of it. Uh, well, on the Facebook page, go ahead and give us a like. Uh, you can also follow me on Twitter until I get the Twitter rolling up of the All White Tukey. Uh, but you can find me at Twitter at Stephen Mooney Jr. on the Twitter. Also, don't forget to check out all of our other fine programming on the 4i Radio Network. Um, and I guess uh, we'll see you uh, back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I got. I, we still got to come up with a closing. I, yeah. don't, I don't have. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't have anything. It's all just a blur to me. Blur. It's a blur. <laughs> This has been another fine production of the 4i Radio Network. For more great shows, check out www.4iradio.com. Ah! <laughs>
Saskatchewan. <laughs> yes, teaser.